You are listening to Out the Box with Petey Popoff. No subject is off limits. Contains some adult content. Parental discretion is advised. Out the Box. box. Covering a variety of topics. Music. Sports. Entertainment. Politics. Investments. And whatever else is on his mind. Out the Box. With Petey Popoff. And Earwax Production. Yo, yo, what is good, everybody? It is your guy, Heedy to the pop-off, and I want to welcome everybody to the very first edition of Out the Box, NBI Media Network. Shout out to the team. This is an earwax production. You know how it go. Shout out to Pro Level AV, audio video for you slow guys out there. And my man D Hits is in the building with me. What's good with it, D Hits? How you doing today, man? Our minds are open. Mouths are wide open. Damn sure right. Damn sure right on that one, man. You know how it goes out here. Because um, we have a lot of, for those of those, for those, uh, a lot of y'all won't know, me and Hits, we have a lot of behind-the-scene conversations, which was actually the inspiration to the podcast. We were like, yo, man, we need to really take this to the people and let people, you know, just really hear what we're talking about and let people decide for themselves what they think and just kind of bring them some info, man. So I think that'll be interesting. Uh, to get a lot of that off of our chest and, and out there to the public. You know what I mean? Man, I, I think they'll enjoy what we got to say because, I mean, we cover a lot of topics just between me and you from from our own personal experiences in, in music, entertainment business, you know, and, and stuff going on from the streets also into politics and, what, I mean, really just whatever intellectual stimulation we can cover, man. We'll just jump into it just like we always do. And uh, I just really feel like just the conversations between the both of us, we've always had some valuable um, exchanges, you know, from a point of view of of minorities, but also we don't necessarily go along with, uh, you know, the current like woke the, culture, yeah, woke the, society, the quo, you know, yeah, yeah we kind of <laughs> we see things out the box, which is why we're here. Exactly, exactly. And since you touched on it, um. I mean, I guess we can give a little bit of background on the music. I mean, that's that's kind of what led us to this uh, position that we're in now. You know, I mean, we we have all of this beautiful equipment. Again, shout out NBI, Pro Level AV. You know what we do. Um, you know, we got all this beautiful equipment. And I mean, there's more than one way to use it. And of course, the music, you know, led us in this direction. But let's give them let's give them some background, man. Um so I'm gonna go into interview mode on you hits real quick. So give us give us a little bit of um a little bit of background of your introduction into the music industry, just on your own. You know, I'm pretty sure we'll get into how we met and all and you know all our good stuff. But you know, just just yourself on on a more personal level, man. How did you? What was your introduction into the music scene? Really, for me, it started around the age of 14, doing uh, house parties, DJing house parties. I was always the one with the the fresh tunes and I always try to keep the party going with the with the hottest music and back then it was cassettes you know so I try and pop in a cassette with the hottest jams and you know if I try to DJ a party we'd be working from double cassette you know to the other double cassette player we rig it up however we could and do some house parties like that and I think that sparked the passion for me to become a DJ and I remember even in high school we had career day and, uh, you know, and it came time to, you know, for them to ask me, well, you know, what are you interested in? Everybody else is saying lawyer, architect, 
you know, investment bank or whatever. I said, well, I'm, I'm interested in radio. And then the guy looked at me, he's like, well, we don't really have anything. We don't really have a way for you. He goes, I guess you can go to some kind of college or look for a broadcasting school, you know, but he was clueless. He had no idea of what steps to take to be, you know, get into broadcasting or anything like that. Really, my path just led me. I just started trying to make friends with mobile DJs and trying to get my foot in with them, helping set up equipment, learning how to set up speakers, things like that. Um, also got myself my own turntable and a small uh, little Radio Shack mixer and just started teaching myself how to work the turntable, taught myself how to scratch, ruined a bunch of records, ruined a bunch of needles, you know. And uh, then I just caught a break through a work program. I just looking for a job through employment office and I was young at the time and uh, there happened to be a job opening at a radio station for just some off, little office work, some bookkeeping, little fill-in DJ and stuff like that. And I was literally the only person that applied that had any kind of remote DJ experience or anything. And uh, plus, I was intelligent too; had good grades, so I could handle the the business aspect of you know little office duties and stuff like that. And that got me my first radio job. And you know. Man, I, I just this just keeps going through my head when ever since you said that you know during the career day and you and you said what you wanted to do, and the guy was clueless. I just I just think that's crazy because radio and broadcast and media is it's a trade. You know what I mean? It's it's the actual. I mean, I I don't know if that was just that guy in particular. You know what I mean? Or the culture at the time? You know what I mean? But I mean, it is is it is a viable trade where you can make money and be an entrepreneur and and build your own thing so i was just i was just you know i was stuck on that when once you said that i was just like wow <laughs> and see I, I i think it it even leans over into like the music and entertainment side of the industry is because he kind of gave me that impression that he was like you know well that's not really a job you know i'm talking like well this is career day what do you really want to do you know that's that's kind of the impression i got so you know so i mean you can kind of feel that too. Like if somebody were to ask you about your, your music career or your, your experiences as a, as a hip hop artist and, you know, and you started to tell them all the experiences, things like that, I'm sure they'd still probably be like, okay. And, and well, what else do you do? Or, you know, what, what's your, what's your real job? Right. Everybody's looking for the nine to five. Yeah. From there, like I said, that was my first uh, foot through the door. I uh, ended up moving to a slightly bigger city, to a different city. Got uh, when I moved into uh, San Angelo, Texas, with my little bit of uh, radio experience, that got me another radio job. And really, I started to just—I just took it and rolled from there. I jumped from radio station to radio station. Not that I was un unstable. I moved to a lot of radio stations, but that was a, a, you know, a compliment. It was—I kept getting promotions, and somebody else would hire me from here, from here. So I, you know, started moving around, running around with the radio. Uh, making advancements in my career and um that transitioned over i spent a lot of time in the nightclubs what was you doing in the nightclubs man what was you now nah, let me stop let me stop we ain't gonna expose you like that now <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it professional <laughs> well well uh, uh allegedly we were in there doing live remotes you know there so you that's go. that's allegedly. just that but but whatever else went on in the nightclub it, it pretty much stayed in the nightclub man but keyword I, allegedly yeah. there folks y'all <laughs> y'all y'all should pick up on that and start adding that to your vocabulary on every day but what was the first um hip hop song 
that you you know because everybody pretty much i mean we do all kinds of music but everybody you really know really knows us for for hip-hop what was the first hip-hop song that had you like yo like like this is this is it like this this is this is me i feel that this is this is speaking to me and for me you know what i mean like what was that first song that was like yo this is that shit this is what i'm doing you know even after years of of playing with turntables and being into hip-hop music and DJing, I think the song that really, really sparked it for me that I was like, man, I can do this. I love this. I listened to the song a thousand times and still couldn't get enough was nothing but a G thing by Dr. Dre. Snoop Dogg, man, when they put that out, it it was a life-changing experience for me, you know, and there, there's a lot of people, you know, artists of, of all genres will tell you, you know, there's, oh, well, you know, for me, it, it was, you know, Led Zeppelin, Stay With a Heaven, or, you know, it could be a con- country artist. Oh, you know, I, I heard, you know, Amarillo by Warren and George Strait, you know, so for me, it was it was Snoop and Dre, man, nothing but a G thing, baby. Yeah, I mean, I feel there was a lot of songs prior to that that I was like, yo, you know, I'm digging this, but for me, um, I would have to say the song that really hit me was Thuggish Ruggish Bone. When when that shit hit, I'll never forget the day I heard it. I came outside, my neighbor across the street, he was outside washing his car. The first, you know, line came on, you know, we're not against rap. We're not against rappers, but we are against those thugs. And then that shit dropped. And I heard that, and then they came in with the lyrics. I think that was the song for me that was like, yo, yeah, I'm I'm with the shits. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that song was just unstoppable. I mean, just, I mean, when it really, when it blew up, like, everybody, everywhere was bumping that song. I mean, and it just, everybody had it on repeat. Yo, I was, I was hooked. I was hooked. That's when... I think hip hop really became like a drug to me. And it's like, cause that was like the first, um, one of the first tapes, you know, that I no, actually that was the first tape that I got simply to listen to on repeat. So I could write down their lyrics. So I'd be able to say it myself. That was, that was the first one I got specifically for that. And the tape was wore the fuck out, but I could say every word to that song. Cause I would go back and forth, back and forth and just keep rewinding until, cause you know, they was saying some wild shit and, it was hard to keep up at that time because it was so new. Um, but, you know, once I got everything written down and I could say all of that shit, I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. You know, and with, and with Bone Thug, it was, they were so new because there was people flipping it and flipping it fast, but they were so m- melodic with it and just the harmonies that they just threw everyone for a loop because, you know, I think that's what gave them that, eventually that that crossover appeal because a lot of stations still at that time weren't were not playing hip hop, you know, like the the top forty stations, pop stations, they were they were still more pushing like you know house, you know, dance, techno type, you know, very poppy music, and you had to be something special to cross over to some of these yeah. top forty markets. And, and speaking of crossing over, I would say Crossroads, that song Crossroads that they did. Speaking of crossing over, that really opened the door for a lot of hip hop on other stations as well, I believe, too, in, in different markets. You know, because once that, that that was another undeniable song because it spoke to everybody. <clears throat> you know, so yeah, Bone was mad influential. I think cats be sleeping on Bone. We might have to do an episode strictly on, on Bone Thugs and Harmony and they run. That would be interesting. 
they still, you know, they they're and they're still busy in the industry too. You know, they're they're still doing things behind the scenes, actually behind and in front of the scenes. They're still performing. You know, they 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 perform and produce their own artists. You know, they got each got separate labels and different things going on. So they get they yeah they they still got got their toes dipping into the water. For the listening audience, if you hear that lighter, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it's what we do we'll discuss well, whatever whatever we wanted to talk about we're gonna talk about <coughs> but i didn't want to throw everything off track <coughs> with that <coughs> but let's go back into into your story I, i'll give him a little bit of a little bit of that pd and how i came up real quick since i just introduced him to that bone because that kind of segues right into my uh, my my uh, encounter with hits and how that shit happened so by listening to the uh you know thuggish ruggish bone of being able to do that and copying a rhyme and being able to say it from that point that's when i started i was like well yo i could write my own shit so i started writing my own shit right and this is back when because you brought up cassettes so we kind of dating ourselves with this shit but <clears throat> you know so this is when the cassette would come with like when you would get the single it had the a side and the b side the a side would be you know whatever the market hot single with whatever the label wanted to push and then i always felt like the b-side it would be whatever track the artist really wanted to push would be on the b-side but it would have the a-side instrumental you remember them days yep yep so what i would do is i would i would write my joints to other people beat i get the single and i had to i was sneaking to my pop's little office joint he had the um double deck tape recorded a little sony double deck and a little microphone so i would go in there i would record I had a beat playing, recorded my lyrics on the other joint. And then, so that's how I got my first like mixtapes going. Just me. I would have my little sister doing hooks and stuff like that, uh, saying little shits. And then my tapes would get around the neighborhood because of my man. And he just happened to be friends with, and I'm going to shout her out, Miss Becky. She, uh, her sons, my man Zach was friends with her sons, um, Caleb and Aaron. Shout y'all out. Cause I know y'all gonna be listening. Those Lujan boys, Lujan family. Want to shout y'all out. Mad love, mad respect. Um, so my man Zach gives the tape to my man Caleb, and then boom, Caleb's hearing it. Miss Becky's hearing it. Miss Becky knows my man hits, and then from there, she basically sets up the introduction. And then I'm, I'm probably like, I think I'm, I'm like 14, 15 at this time when I first meet them. And I think it was 14, man. Yeah, yeah I say, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was like 14 because I know I was like in maybe eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, something like that. It was it was like mad early. But, you know, I, I had started writing and doing my thing like when I was like 12. So I didn't let you know. I'm, I just said, phone thugs are harmony. Said when I was writing. But it's all good. Y'all know how old I am. Somebody will figure it out and they'll hit us on the line and be like, <laughs> hey, we figured it out. That's going to be the, yeah, that'll be the, um, that'll be the ongoing shit. For the, for the out the box podcast for the first season, I think hits. <laughs> See if somebody can figure out how old I am by the information I'm giving out, the little tidbits. I ain't gonna, well, shit, I'm pretty sure somebody could Google the shit real quick, but you know, don't cheat, motherfuckers. That's what we're doing. That's going to do it. We're going to do a giveaway. Somebody going to figure out how old I am. They can give the, I want, I want at least the year I was born in. We'll do it like that. At least the year I was born in. And then we'll do some kind of giveaway. We'll come up with it or something. But, um, but yeah, so Miss Becky. She introduces us. They put me on the spot. I gotta kick my little rhymes. And then from there, man, they yo, y'all, y'all, y'all threw me for a loop, man. I ain't gonna front. 
it was a whirlwind. You know what? Day. What I was impressed with was the amount of content you had. Like it was just there was no there was some and there was no hook of hook. You know, it was just straight, just bars after bars after bars, and like song after song after song. I'm like. Damn, how long you been doing this? Because I mean, you, you seriously, you had some some material laid down. Yeah, I had a couple. By the time I met y'all, man, I had a couple of mixtapes that I had done, and they would be like full length joints too. Um, so yeah, man, yeah, I did. Man, I need to start producing content like that again. <laughs> like that was like really, really doing it. I mean, and that was back in the day. That was before they even got big, and that's before mixtape was really a, a a common term. That, like you said, that was a mixtape in common terms but like today but back then i was like i didn't know anything else so i guess like back then to me a mixtape was like you sat down in front of the radio and you waited till certain songs came on and you would you know you would press record on your joint and try not to catch the dj in there you know what i'm saying like those to me were like like those were my mixtapes that i would make <laughs> yes badly recorded mixtapes just like all clipped together yeah yeah, yeah still, for sure. they were still hot i mean that's that's <laughs> what we had we wrote with, with what we had you know and like you say, by any means necessary, man. I mean, you know, as a, kind of as a, a story introduction, like when uh, we first met, I had I had just uh, started hanging around with Darkside. We'd been into the game for a few minutes. So start shout out shout to, out Dark Sizzle, to E Perkins, Dark Sizzle, oh man, Sizzle. <laughs> so we can we'll we'll get into the whole uh, you know birth of me and me and dark side we'll get into that one these days too we have we have dark side on the podcast yeah, we'll, we'll get him as a guest yeah we'll, for sure yeah we'll we'll go over that whole eat this story. Shit up. Yeah, people love and, this oh yeah but me me and dark have been doing our thing for just a just a little minute and and looking to expand and that that's when we bumped into you and started rolling from there yeah man and see like i tell people all the time like my first on stage experience is probably so big compared to most people you know what I mean? Oh yeah, because now you know now it's it now it's pay to play, and now you're in these little nightclub spots, you know, and it's you know everybody is packed. Even if it's packed in there, it may might be twenty, thirty people, or you know they came in to see one artist, so that artist performs, and everybody leaves, and you get up on stage now, and yes. it's five people in there, and you know, and four of them are artists, and one is the bartender, right, right, <laughs> you know, whereas. Petey Popoff's first start was in front of probably at least a thousand people because I know it was rows deep inside a coliseum. Yeah, man, that shit was bugged out. And I tell people, yo, I keep it a buck with everybody. Like, my first performance, like, I knew I could, like, getting off my words, I wasn't worried about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I knew I could do that part, but I didn't know what else came along with actually performing my i was i was a straight oak tree in the middle of the stage i got to the middle of the stage no bullshit <laughs> <laughs> but that was it you know um like it's all these people in the crowd um i still remember some of the faces yeah so i was you know, i was just like rooted in the middle of the stage they gave me my solo spot and all of that they y'all did a couple of joints i believe and then y'all brought me out gave me my little solo spot and then came back on like, cause y'all niggas saw it, like, yo, this kid is, I don't want to say, I don't want to say I was drowning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I remember I, I, I even went out into the crowd cause I wanted to hear you. And uh, I remember 
um, being impressed that, that you could be heard, like your your lyrics were were clear. So if nothing else, you got the vocals out and you were being heard. Right, but I was not moving. I wasn't performing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I tell it. I keep it a buck. I was not performing. I got my words out, but I was not performing. Y'all came through. Y'all tried to nudge me. I may have took a step left or right, but other than that, that was it. And then it was like I also remember that. Like the crowd would, um, you know, they like, woo, every now and then, you know, maybe when I said something they liked or whatever the case may be. But for the most part, they didn't do anything, you know, because, of course, I wasn't bringing that energy. So I can't I can't put that on them. You know, they wasn't they wasn't doing anything. But at the end, they applauded. You know what I'm saying? They ain't booming no shit. But at the end, they they applauded. Yes, you they know did. what I'm saying? Right. Give them props right. and shit. And I'll never forget that very first one. That first one was just like, whoa, whoa. I think everybody remembers their first one, you know. <laughs> well, and like you said, I mean, your first one just happened to be in a coliseum in front of at least hundreds. But pro- I mean, these, this is a car show. And back in the day, the car shows. Yeah, the car shows was popping. Yes, they were really popping. So, you know, there and there was booths all on the, you know, the side of the floor. And there's people everywhere, families. And so, there, I mean, and it was, like you said, rows and rows deep. Because everybody, as soon as the performances would start, everybody would rush the stage. Everybody was trying to get close to the stage. So regardless of who it was, I mean, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a good crowd, you know. Yep. The the we had a nice little crowd in the front, and then we had, you know, like you said, it was a few rows deep in the in the actual, you know, the box seats or whatever in the stands and all of that. Yeah, that shit was that shit was live. I would definitely say that working with you and Darkside definitely. Um, gave me a set of rules you know that I, I still abide by to this day in the industry is just certain shit i'll do and, and won't do you know what i mean just because of how i came into the game with y'all and the standard that you guys set for um excellence out of the out of the gate you guys set the standard for excellence so for me you know i i still walk with that standard with like yo i don't like i don't fuck with everybody you won't find you know an album full of features and shit like that not that I don't, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a habit I got to break because I understand the game now. But like, there's a certain bar you got to be at for me to fuck with y'all because I felt like in order for you guys to fuck with me, I had to be at a certain bar. Like, y'all wouldn't have just picked up anybody. Like, so I, you know what I mean? So I carry that forward too. Like, you got to be at a certain level for me to take notice to even fuck with you or give you the time of day. I think I do that in life too, not just musically. <laughs> oh yeah, because I mean, you just can't give your minutes to to just anybody. You know, they gotta offer some type of value, even if it's you know just some intellect, you know, some intelligent conversation. You know, but you really gotta, you know, it it's hard to to communicate with somebody on a friendly level more than a few minutes if you're really not vibing, if you if they're really not up to your intellectual level. You know, you like instantly you know oh, well this conversation ain't gonna go anywhere you know i'm just gonna cut it short and then move on yeah very true very true i do that uh considerable considerable amount uh each day in my regular trade you know <laughs> yeah kinda, you gotta be selective yeah you just kind of keep it moving on a lot of these folks just like hey how you doing all right peace i'm gone you know <laughs> but i mean it it's crazy how um those less sensey man i think a lot of people in general sleep on the actual work that is involved in the music industry 
I've always said that since we started, like I always feel like people don't think that it's work. They think it's all fun. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the work, but it's still work involved. Like it's like I tell people all the time, like, yo, I want to see you sit down and come up with a coherent song, you know, three minutes long, have a nice catchy hook, some poignant shit in between in your verse that makes sense. And just everybody love it instantly. Like, do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't, I don't think people understand the hours that it takes in the craft to really hone the skills that we have honed over these years. And and you can still, you can make the most amazing song and and play it for somebody. And they're just like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. You know, it's like, it's cool. just. It's just all right to them, you know, and, you know, even though you put in hours and days and however, however much thought process went into it, you know, not to mention the, the technical aspect of, of editing, mixing down and, and, and all the small details to come up with the nice, with the nice uh, production at the end. And, you know, somebody's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and see, what I really wonder is, you know, because, you know, I have that experience and it's always people I know. What we and we're gonna have to do a show on this, man. I and cut and, and really dig in. But what what do you think it is about the stigma? It's just like a stigma out there. I feel like where, and I think any any <clears throat> independent or any artist, you don't have to be independent or not. I think any artist will kind of attest to that. Like, yo, the people that know me and that are closest to me, I feel like could give the least amount of fucks about whatever song. You know what I'm saying? That I'm playing for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I do a song, I'm hype about it. And I'm like, yo, check this shit out. And they just, all right. Like you said, you know what I'm saying? Is it is like, because they know you? Is that what it is? Like, okay, I know you. So it's like, whatever. Like I expect, is it, is it an expectation of like, yo, I expect this from you. So eh, no big deal. Or because it's like, then, then like you'll hear something on the radio similar, like three weeks later, something new to, to what you just did. And they loving that shit. They're like, oh my and they god! They just hyped with this it, doing the, the dance, doing the dance, and everything. Right. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, yo, this, yo, I just, this is the same shit that I was just talking about in my shit. I mean, he said it a little different, but I said this same rhythm, same tempo, same damn near same beat. Cause damn, all the beats are the same. But you know what I'm right. saying? Like, <laughs> you know, it's the same shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so we're gonna have to dig in on that on one of these episodes, man. Cause like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> I don't know. And and I guess because, you know, maybe they don't, maybe because the people close to us, you know, they don't really necessarily travel with us, do the shows with us, all that good shit. Maybe if they saw what the other people saw, you know what I'm saying? When they see us, what they, you know what I'm saying? If they got to see that angle of it, they would maybe appreciate what we do a little bit more. Like, yo, you're touching random stranger motherfuckers and they loving you shit. You know what I'm saying? They love y'all shit. They like, they want to interact with you. It's like this person I'm with every day, you know what I'm saying? Is different in the eyes of other people. And maybe they'll appreciate that shit more. Maybe they should start traveling with us a little more. Like, hey, come, you know what I'm saying? Like, come and see how these motherfuckers feel about right, us. Right, right. You know <laughs> so, Hits, in the music industry this, these days, who are you, like, really listening to? Who do you check for? Who who's who do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you vibing with, get inspiration you know, from? I literally asked a, a younger friend the other day, and uh, I'm not gonna repeat any of the artists he named but he pulled off about four or five names and i was like 
I don't know, not one of these fools. <laughs> I might have heard their name in passing or seen their name trending on Twitter, you know, but I was like, like realistically, like, I don't know. I can't tell you one of their songs. And I bet you if I played all four or five of these dudes, they're all going to sound the same. So, so, you know, really like current, current music. I, I, man, I just can't say. And it's not that. I don't want to hear it. It's just that there's very few people that are doing anything new. You know, there, there's there's so many sound alikes. There's so much, you know, cookie cutter music industry music. You know, industry plants that that if if somebody either gets in trouble or goes to jail or, or unfortunately passes on the the music industry, the record companies just cookie cutter somebody else pop them into the oven pull them out you know here you go auto tune and you you know here's some lyrics you sound just like the other dude there you go now i'm, I'm with you on like i don't know any of these things like i have no idea who it is. <laughs> <laughs> and now i will say every once in a while here's something catchy on the radio i don't i still i don't listen to much radio you know but but in passing i'll hear something i'm like okay that you know that 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 sound that sounds kind of catchy i like the vibe of a lot of like if I sit down, okay. Like my daughter, she be playing, I like I'll get give her the aux chord, let her go through her little playlist and all of that. And it's like when I really listen to like a lot of the stuff, a lot of that shit is like depressing. Depressing as fuck. Like these like you know what I'm saying? Like some of the stuff these cats is talking about, like a lot of like I think it's the pills. A lot of these cats is suicidal. You know what I mean? But that's when I like when I really listen. You know what I mean? To the lyrics and what they're talking about and stuff like that so but like the vibe some of the music has like because that's all everything is to me it's vibe music right now you know what i'm saying i want to make some vibe music too you know because i mean you really it's not it's not any really any real thought to it i don't think i think it's just yo like whatever the moment is whatever you feeling the vibe at that moment you you make whatever you're gonna make right then you cook it up and then you put it out you know what i'm saying like you it's it's a it's a quicker flip these days. It's like you really can't sit on the music. You can't really make EPs and LPs. Um, I mean you can, but you you know it's got to be like quick. You got to do that shit in like two or three days. You know, hey, like you know, I'm, I'm gonna make three songs. I'm gonna do these three songs today while we in here smoking, chilling, whatever, whatever. And then tomorrow night we're gonna do the same thing, and I'm gonna make three more songs, and that's gonna be the EP, and we just gonna put them shits out, and you know whatever the vibe is at the moment. And then you just capture that vibe for that weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's, and I mean, that's all music has really ever been. It's like, it's you're capturing moments because, you know, when you think about certain songs or, or well moments in your life, you can usually attach songs to them as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's what music has become. I think it's really just capturing the moment, capturing the vibe of what you want right then. And then boom, just moving on to the next shit. And so like, I, I dig that aspect of it because it makes it quicker um just less just less worry you know what i mean Be, and, and also because you can do things on the independent level now these days you don't have to wait for the machine to get your music out there it's like yo here i'm feeling it right now so i'm gonna put the most promotion into it right now because i'm feeling it so boom there's just like like you said it's cookie cutters whatever you can pop in the microwave real quick pull out bong bong serve it up and, you know, it's like pizza rolls and shit. <laughs> you know, if in any young heads that, that if you happen to be listening, 
you know, we're not, well, I can speak for myself for sure. You know, we're not, not like these old heads. It's like, oh, it's just Pac and Biggie, you're the greatest. And, you know, I want, I don't want to hear anything else. It, it, it's not that because I do hear beats. I'm, I'm a producer. I'm a beat maker. You know, I love music in general. I love so many different genres of music. So I appreciate the art still. I appreciate the artists still. You know, just because I can't relate to a song doesn't mean I don't appreciate what they're doing. I don't appreciate their grind. No, I I do appreciate their work. Um, you know, and I I I think us coming up, hip hop was from the streets, and and it was it spoke the story of the streets, and it still is, even though the subject matter has changed. So, like you mentioned, you know, they're they're rapping and singing about depression and about drugs and things like that. Cause there's a lot of that going on, man. Mental health is a serious issue throughout the industry. And it's, it's really eye opening the amount of people. If you listen to the subject matter of the songs, you know, this kind of, you know, sad emo rap is really, really popular, man. Cause there's a lot of people out there that can relate to what they're saying. Let me kind of, piggyback off of what you said and echo some of your statements and yo i'm definitely not hating on what these guys are doing i respect the grind i appreciate the grind they keep pushing different doors open um for for uh, you know people to follow them through um they're pushing doors open in different markets that weren't open before so i definitely give these guys props and like you said whether i can relate to the song or not um you know that's that's neither here nor there but but i will say that whether i can relate to the song is going to dictate whether or not i'm going to listen to it more than once um and and where it's going to rank in my playlist or whatever you may have it or you know how i'm going to approach that song or perhaps that artist in the future <clears throat> so i think that's something that people need to keep in mind you know what i'm saying like but like you said there is a lot of that going on but what i was going to say is this going to lead into another episode is how the, how did we get here how did we get here to this? Um, and I'm, and, ah, I don't, I don't want anybody to take what I'm saying the wrong way, but I just gotta say what the fuck I gotta say, how I gotta say it. Like, how did we get to this? Yo, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm my mental. Like this shit did. I mean, I know it, it. It's always existed. Mental health issues and diseases have always been around. You know, I'm not denying it but i really feel like a lot of the fucking problems that people are saying that they're depressed about are either problems they created themselves or problems that really don't exist Oh man that's most of it you, you know I, I i it i don't even want to take the easy cop out but i blame a lot of it on social media because it's people see you know like oh if they can't be famous for being pretty or singing or some kind of special talent well then let me well then let me be depressed and go online and and you know act, act famous for being and, a victim yes exactly That's what it's it is. that victim mentality and let me be famous for being a victim you nailed it you know and it's like that's and i think that's what the second you know the the not the second plate well you get first second and third place but those participation trophies and pat on the backs just because you were here type of shits have gotten us and led us you know what i'm saying and again i'm not taking anything away from those people that have seek help and they have been diagnosed and you know they may be taking medication or you doing yoga or other natural things to increase 
their mental health and increase their value of life. I'm not taking anything away from those people. But like some of this shit is like, yo, you y'all are just soft. Y'all, y'all are cupcakes. Your, your mommy and daddies didn't whip your ass when you should have got whooped. They tried to be too much of a friend and not enough of a parent. You know what I mean? And it's just, I just really feel like it's just created this soft, I expect handouts generation to where it's like, yo, like this shit, this shit is crazy, in my opinion. <clears throat> and it reflects in the music. It reflects in the music. Because when I look, like I said, when I listen to a lot of the stuff, when I listen to it and what these guys are explaining and describing, I'm like, yo, like, but you had other choices and you're talking about the choice you made and like you fucked up behind the choice you made, which I get that people make mistakes, but it's like, yo, you don't get to cry about it now. Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm sad because of this shit. You Like, yo, if your rhyme was like, yo, I did this shit and I learned from it. You know what I mean? And like, yo, you shouldn't do this. There was another route or whatever, whatever. There's a better way or, you know, I wouldn't do that. Like that type of shit. If that's where you coming from, then okay. But it's like when they rapping about the shit and then they like depressed about the shit and saying that's why they depressed because of that shit. Like, yo, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yo, you, (laughs) there's no self-accountability for anything. There really isn't. And for anybody thinking we don't, we're not compassionate, both me and PD have, have family with, with mental health yes. issues, extensive mental health yes. issues. So we speak from experience. Yes. I'm, you know, so I know it when I see it and I know it when it's real. And then I know when an individual is putting a veil over themselves, so to speak. And I'm, I'm putting that lightly, you know, for listeners sake. Damn, man. Well, I mean, we really got into it. On this on this first episode, man, we've been at it for like about you know about forty five minutes. I want to try to keep episodes to about you know maybe you know about an hour at, at most. I think you know because people's attention span and stuff like that is uh kind of crazy. So with these last few minutes hits, I mean, is there anything you want to touch on? Well, we could talk about some current events. We could just cover some current things real quick, which I'm keeping a close eye on. Is is the crypto crash? <laughs> these 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 cryptos are hurting. Yes. My- my investments are hurting, but I, I'm, I made good investments, so they're down. I'm not in the red. I don't think on any of my investments, but we can get deeper into that also on on another show, or probably on a regular basis anyway, because I think investments in cryptos and and money in general is something we should we should probably talk about pretty much every every podcast, man, because it's something yeah. that affects affects everybody and and. I was just having a conversation with my daughter the other day and, and pushing her to start her accounts and things like that. And I, and, and telling her, God, I wish somebody would have really pushed me years and years ago to, to get some knowledge and get some experience, man. It just, just didn't come from that type of background, man. We just didn't have money to play with. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I definitely want to, you know, have a, uh, like a, maybe we can do like a crypto or not, it doesn't necessarily have to be crypto, but we can do a financial segment, you know, probably dedicate about five to 10 minutes each, uh, each show. But I have to say it in a way that most people will understand. So financial literacy, especially in minority neighborhoods and in minority communities, what have you, however you want to word it to be PC or whatever, um, is, is really low. And I think that, um, I'll save that for another episode. 
but that needs to happen. <laughs> and none of this is going to be financial advice because neither one of us are financial advisors. So no, I'm not. So no, I'm no fucking expert. <laughs> so so if we happen to give, drop a hint or say something, like, you know, something like that, don't go spend your life savings on an <laughs> investment and then come back and say, oh, you told me. Yeah, because, uh, hey, you know, if I'm making money on something, it might not be your play. So, you know, just you stay in your lane. Never invest more than never invest more than than what you can afford to lose. That that's one of the golden rules. Exactly. I'm I'm a rapper, motherfuckers. Do not take your investment advice from a rapper. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking the easy way out on this shit. That's my disclaimer. Do not take any type of financial or investment advice from a rapper. And that's what I'm claiming right now. I'm a rapper, so don't do that shit. So that's on you. I'm a real big do your own research type of person, man. I mean, I you know, I'm definitely I'm all for helping somebody out, you know, but that would be one of the first things I'll tell people too is like, you know, if they start asking me like, "Well, what do you think about this coin or have you looked at this stock or whatever?" like, "Well, have you looked at it?" Yeah. What's the chart doing? You know, what where is it headed? What what's it doing? What what do you have any experience with the company? Do you even know what the company is? You know, don't just Right. Go buy something you heard on Facebook because if you heard some investment advice on Facebook, that's worse than hearing it from a rapper. Because by the time you heard it on Facebook, yeah, that shit is old. You, they, somebody's already made their money; it's already coming back down. Yep, and wash through that shit. So yeah, I mean, I definitely want to encourage people to do your own research. If you hear something that we say that sounds interesting to you, that makes sense because a lot of it will. Don't just take my word for the shit. Go do your research. I'm the type of cat like if I don't know. I'm quick to be like, yo, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, or I'm also one that's like, I don't know, I can find but out. I can find out. Yeah, I can find out, you know, but off the, off the cuff, like if you ask me something, I don't know, I'm like, shit, I don't know. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, we, we're definitely people that will find out. We're not, you know, strangers to research. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Hits is like me in the regards that I actually enjoy the fucking research because you always find some extra shit that you weren't even looking for that's like, oh, word. And it, man, it's a rabbit hole. Research is always a rabbit hole. Um. But yeah, in the crypto area, man, let's touch on that a little bit. Um, you see how these coins are doing right now. It is a super fight between like a super, like a bear and bull market, I think, right now. It's like, yo, what are we going into crypto winter? You know what I mean? Are the bears out to stay out? Is that, you know, are they are they hibernating right now? Is we, is we sitting on everything? Or are the bulls making a play right now and being like, yo, we want y'all to sell off your shares. We're going to create some... uh some craziness out here so we can come in and swoop it up real cheap on you cats. You know, those are, those are some of the things I think are up in the air. And I think that people should think about, you know, if they're looking into crypto right now, because again, I'm not giving any fucking advice, <laughs> but you know, I will say things like that, that you can kind of, you know, people can kind of go and research on their own and, you know, see what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to give you any advice. I'm not going to tell, you know, well, I guess I guess yeah, I have in investments and in, you know, I, I got some doge. I could tell y'all that. You know, I could tell you, you yeah, know, hell yeah. different things that so I have. We're down with down with down with doge. I've been down with doge for a good minute yeah. before yeah, but I, I can't say I'm old, old school doge. I didn't get it at micro sense. No. But I got it at some small sense. Oh yeah. Real small change, you know. And it was nice. It's 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 still nice to see what it's doing. Um, uh huh. That's what I'm saying. Even even during this big drop that we've had recently, I still haven't been in the red. Yeah, I'm I'm not upset by it at all. And um, I, I, I and again, this is not a, a paid endorsement. I suggest anybody that wants to learn, one of the easiest ways to learn is just get on Coinbase, um, and you can earn 
some some little crypto while you while you learning. Get multiple apps. Get several apps. You you need several. Do, you know, do Coinbase. Uh, you know, crypto.com. Hopefully, uh, they'll open up. Uh, what is it? Binance to Texas. We're here in Texas. Shout out to everybody from Texas. We're we're based here in Texas. Wherever you're listening to in the world, this is where we're at. Holding it down for the TX. We yo, it's rough and rugged over here. I love it. I love it. It's it's still. I I tell everybody it's still the wild wild west over here. But it's some good people out here, man. It's like it's some really some really nice people, genuine people. You know, everybody pretty much stated they self. But um, on the crypto thing, but yeah, those those is really nice. Um, if you, if you got in, you know, kind of early or whatever, like I know, um, I've been, I've been dealing with the crypto since for a good minute. I remember I was just thinking about that the other day. Cause I haven't been, I haven't delved into it for too, too long. Uh, I got into it, you know, started and really looking into it heavy in, in 2020. But when I started, I remember several years ago, you telling me in dark side, I don't remember what the conversation was, but I remember you saying, yo, crypto, man cryptos man these 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 micro these micros these these penny stocks man these micro yeah. these micro cents man cryptos cryptos you gotta look into them man. and i'm kicking myself in the ass on a lot of them on a lot of them you know because i yo i was telling them like yo do the down yo 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 and i don't get me wrong I, I made some good investments and made some good money and i'm still and i'm on a lot of the shit i'm playing with house money right now and you know i'm i'm looking to hopefully do this like on some on a more full-time basis are just sitting here and moving money around and making money while I'm moving it. Man, and for those of you who, who haven't touched cryptos or you're, or you're kind of hesitant to step into the market, I mean, really, you haven't missed the boat yet. You know, out of the billions of people in the world, only 1% are even familiar with crypto right now. So it is still, even though it's been around for years, even though some cryptos have run up, you know, and Bitcoin is worth tens of thousands of dollars at, at, at any given time, it's still a, a new, new inv- investment. And it's a great play. You really got to open your eyes to it because it's, it's the future. Yes, do your research. Definitely do your research because it's, it's, there's no stopping it. It's no, here. no, no, no. It, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And 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 people, it's when you get into to analyzing it and really looking at it, if like if you're familiar with the stock market and how that operates, you can you can do crypto. There's a little there's a little more refinement to it, I would say. Yeah, it has its nuances. It's not ident it's not identical, but it's very similar. And if you can analyze basic chart patterns you can do stocks you can do cryptos you right can, you, you can really make you exactly. can make some money you can it, it's it's there for you and like hit said it's still new um like i said i started dealing with it uh late 2017 into early 2018 and so like what we're experiencing now i've seen this before and when this shit comes back it comes back with a vengeance so i'm just telling everybody like yo Fuck around if you want to. I'm trying, yo. I'm swooping up as much of this shit as possible right now. Buy the dip. <laughs> Buy the dip. Every time you look and you see like, Buy yo, this shit up. dropped a little bit more. Hey, drop a little bit more money on it. I'm telling you. If you've if you've done your research, if you are ready at those dips, you know when it reaches a point of value and you're like, oh, it's on sale right now. Let me just grab some extras. Just like y'all were snatching up that toilet paper when. COVID first hit, y'all snatched it up off the, go. <laughs> off the shelves and couldn't find any. No, Wasn't you do the same left. thing. When you have a 
uh, uh, something of value like that and you know it and and you you're gonna go long on it boom that dip hits you snatch some up yeah and just and just hold just hold trust me y'all well that i'm not i'm not giving y'all any advice like I, i'm just saying i've seen this shit before and i'm telling y'all what the fuck i'm doing don't do what i'm doing because i'm a knucklehead i'll be smoking weed all that shit <laughs> don't listen to me fuck that and we're gonna have our weed segment yeah. too because uh, we got we got some things going on. Oh yeah, and uh, we we are definite connoisseurs. We're not your average smokers. We like to uh, to to get in to get in deep of of the health and science of it, and and do it do it correctly, do it safely. It's a lifestyle. Um, it really is a culture all its own. As I, I'm still learning more and more every day. Every day I'm still learning. You know, I've got, like yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. That you know what that might be the next show man we might just go straight into that for the next show and uh you know get you know talk talk a little bit about yes, the marriage let's do that because i can talk a whole lot about the marijuana yeah i think that's i think that's something <laughs> that's something we'll do you know for for the for the next uh segment next show but you know we, we only got a couple minutes left man we're gonna do some shout outs kind of wrap things up for this one um and again this is the very first episode of out the box man i want to thank everybody for tuning in listening your support your comments are always welcome leave them um i think eventually we'll set up a little phone line man and you know you guys can leave in uh some messages or whatever however you want to do it you know we'll, we'll figure something out so that you guys can interact with us a little bit more um as the podcast progresses oh we're just getting started yeah we're gonna go live streams we're gonna go video yeah it's we can, you know, this is just this is just getting started because that as you obviously heard we got a lot to yeah, say on a lot of different topics so we'll definitely be you know coming at you guys on a regular basis we'll decide what that schedule is going to be and we'll keep you guys informed on that but you know for now just want to shout out mbi media network thank earwax for this out the box production my man d hits thank you for sitting in with me and all of that good stuff you know how we do uh, and I'll be here every time. I enjoyed it, man. Yes, sir. Pro Level AV, thank you for the sound because I know we sounding lovely out there to you guys. Uh, hey, peace. Y'all hold it down. Check out your crypto. And I'm, a, I'm a, you know what? This might be the tag. Do your own research. It's the tag for now. So I'm going to end it. Do your own research, people. Peace. We out. Out the box. Out the box with Petey Popoff. An earwax production.